This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Levin Shema Yochmil Daniel Magadalia, Sion Ben Neymar, and the success of Elisha Barbaka, the Abba Lisheva, Shepherd Lisheva, Emma Lisheva, Rena Makovatova this is officially This is officially the last class of the year. I want to thank everybody for their unbelievable support. I want to, I pray for everybody, everybody who's listening to the classes, etc., that they should have an amazing, amazing breakthrough year. They should be. They, they should have a breakthrough. Hashem should have tremendous kindness. We're here in Uman, where we've made Baruch Hashem great sacrifices to be here. Believe it or not, the Americans that came here is about 3% of the Americans came here, and Israelis, 100% of the Israelis are here. So the place is absolutely packed. Baruch Hashem is completely safe. And there's literally 3% of Americans here compared to normally, and Israelis, 100%. So obviously this is an area of our lives in America that we've had tremendous amount of fear. And again, we're not here to judge. I myself had doubts, etc. But it just goes to show you that we have tremendous amount of fear in America, and that's this is uh, all due to the news and due to, to these listening to these governments, etc. Whatever it is, but at the end of the day, the place is absolutely packed here, and it's just amazing how the Israelis don't really care, and we get we're afraid of everything. Okay, let's get on to better things. So again, I want to wish really everybody, and I want to send everybody a tremendous amount of energy. Today we're going to talk about pretty much ten topics, nine to ten topics on really what we can concentrate today. Uh, according to Rabbi Nachman's teachings, what can we really practically concentrate and what we can get? Number one thing, obviously, is in order to crown the king, you also have to imitate the king. And by you, ha- we also have to develop a kind of kingship. And the, and the Torah dictates what, the, what is the king? A melech. Melech is, melech is moach lev kaved, person who controls his emotions. So that's very, very important today. You wanna, you're crowning the king. The reason why in, in life when, when we don't crown the king sometimes is because our emotions get in the way. So that's a, the king, the real key to kingship is really is being in control of your emotions. And this is an area that our ability to develop spiritually, mentally, emotionally is our ability to have discipline over our emotions. Let our emotions should not dictate. We shouldn't become lemmechs. What is lemmech? Where the, where the emotion is before the, 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 the thought itself. So that's just one thing to think about, emotional control. You're going to be meeting people in synagogue, people are going to, whatever, things are going to happen in the holiday, people are going to, you want a kingship. Kingship is you have to be your own king. Very, very important concept. And this is where, just this concept is very, very important, is we, sometimes we forget who we are. You know, we're crowning the king, we forget, we, we come from greatness. And he's saying something very beautiful here. And he says, there's a certain type of pride that is permitted that a person should remind himself of who he is. Because sometimes what happens is, is we've, we've lost or we, we forget that we come from ro- royalty and we're acting like peasants. And the key is really to go back to the royalty. You have to remember your royalty, remember the kingship. And that's all, again, when I believe in my ro- royalty, when I believe I can be more confident I'm going to have a good year and have positive thoughts. But to the extent that we don't have that, and that, that's an issue. Rabbi Pinson says something beautiful. And he says... There are three levels of, of, of a concept of Hashem Melach. And this is where the whole holiday, the first the, the 10 days of Tshuva, is really about a lot about 
Hamelach Hakadosh. Hamelach. We constantly stress on the concept of Melach, Melach, Melach. Number one, I'm seizing in order to get to the three levels. He says, number one, seizing to blame anybody or anything for your state of your life, and recognize that everything is an expression of God. Number one, whatever I'm attracting, I'm attracting it out of consciousness. If I change my consciousness, I attract different things. We've said this a thousand times. You want better things in life, and we don't want to. We don't want to focus on altering consciousness. We want to expand our consciousness. Altering consciousness is just a band aid. Expansion of consciousness, where you're you're taking the problem and you're recognizing what's the problem in my life. Not I want to avoid the feeling, but I want to grow from this feeling and get to a higher consciousness and recognize what's happening in my life. The second is is recognizing that everything I experience is an expression of myself. Not only that Hashem want me these things to happen to me. But from my perspective, everything is oneness. So recognizing that all the things that happened last year, are, we're all love at the end of the day. Remember that this is a day we, we repaired Elul. Error is really diagnosing the issue. And C, I am accepting responsibility and taking control of my life, ensuing that my mind and my higher consciousness controls my heart. Very, very important. So again, being con- the concept of Hashem Melech is really emotional control, taking accountability, Taking control of your life, saying I can make, I can change. Not conditions have to change. The minute we are waiting for conditions to change, we're low. We 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 that doesn't allow us to take responsibility. So that's one of the things that you have to focus on is kingship. Getting to the concept of the kingship, I am control of the way I respond to people. I'm I'm in control. I'm a mela. I don't. People don't say something. Say something to me. I'm in control. I I control. I'm a king. I'm controlling my response versus the lemek, which is the opposite of you're constantly, you know, triggered by any little comment. Number two, we have to, the Rav Nachman stresses the reason why we come to Rosh Hashanah is because we are here connecting to the tzaddik itself. And the most important thing is to rectify the thoughts. It's very, very important if you recognize all the foods that we're eating, etc. How many, how many foods do we eat? Just, just to give you positive omens. So here, you have to be careful to avoid, again, the first people, there's a custom the first day, people don't even talk. Be careful with negative things in your head. Be careful with worry. Imagine if somebody told you, you're going to have the most amazing year, but you have to stay, at, at, you have to stay present 80% of the time. And how do you know this? Any negative thought is either coming from the future or the past. Just think about any time you have a negative thought, where it's coming from. It's coming because of the past or it's coming from the future. It's not in your present. Your present, you're recreating. So try to focus on being present. Present means if I'm in gratitude, I'm in present. But any negative thought is pretty much in the past. So that's something we really, really got to work on is is extremely being careful to think extremely positive and have a good outlook of the year. Things are going to be good. Things are going to be etc. confident. Again, very much connected to what we did on Elul. But it's very, very important to only think positive thoughts and really guard your mind and guard. And if there's a thought that somebody pisses, let it go. Do not. Let's not get stuck. Let's not get stuck in, in negativity. And the way to do this really is, I would recommend before you go to synagogue, before you go anywhere, just try to start. So again, try to wake up earlier. Try to do anything you can in the morning before you get to synagogue. Just try to prime yourself. Lahavda, like Tony Robbins, prime yourself. I'm extremely cautious to avoid negative thoughts on these two dates. Extremely, extremely careful because everything that happens. I remember one year before I started going to Uman, I had there was a false alarm in my office. I went, 
Next thing you know, that same year, 35 false alarms. Like pretty much exactly what happened that day ended up being false alarm. You start worrying at the beginning of the work. Even our sages say, so some opinions you shouldn't eat fish because the name fish is daga, means to worry in Hebrew. So just to show you the extent of how much we have to be very careful about this. And obviously in Florida, there's a hurricane coming. There's all kinds of nonsense. There's nothing but to worry, things to worry about. So we thank God we can live in a bubble and put our minds where we want to, we want to be. So again, that, that's why exactly Rabbi Nachman tells us the reason why, and the reason, one of the reasons why we blow the shofar is because to remove the crookedness of the heart. And the way in the crookedness of the heart is created by chametz, is by allowing all of these, allowing the news in and allowing all of this negative news and all this stuff is happening. It makes our hearts crooked. It makes us fearful. And that shuts down our brains. When you have fear, your brain is not working. It's not working properly. And the solution is to either make your own thunder, scream out. This is why sometimes people are trying to, trying to be positive, but at the end of the day, they, they can't be positive because their heart is, is completely fearful. So the solution, Rabbi Nachman says, is to go into the heart and scream out from the heart. Or listen to, listen to the shofar, which is a form of thunder. Thunder removes the crookedness of the heart. So we also, what I recommend you, is try to play in a place or even do his bodhidut, what he needs to do, create some, create some speech, some speech that will penetrate your heart. Because the last thing we want to do is walk around with a heavy heart and a confused mind. And that's the purpose of the shofar, is to wake up. Wake up, it's a new year, create some thunder. You come to Uman, there's, there's a lot of motion, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of energy, there's a tremendous amount of heat. And this causes the heart to purify and that purification fixes the brain. Very, very important. So opposite. We're thinking, well, I've got to think better to feel. No, you have to sometimes work from be- down from below, which is from, from the heart. Because that's where the doubts are. And this is exactly what happens. Is, is chametz is a confusion. There's all these fears. That clouds the mind. Extremely important. The shofar, you should think of the shofar exactly that. Another thing of the shofar to, 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 to focus on is... There's a concept in the shofar that there's 101 blows, but 90, the first 90 represents 30 blows. So each of these 30 blows represent, if you, if you multiply it by the amount of actual, uh, t- the amount of actual um, times he blows, it's really 270, right? It's 90 times 6 uh, is 270. Sorry, 90 times 3 is 270. And 270 represents the name Ra. Ra means evil. And the, the intention is, the first 30 blows were removing the, 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 the evil of idol worshipping. The second evil, evil, idol, illicit relations. The third evil that we're trying to do is of idolatry. So in these, in these, in these sets of 30 um, symbols, 30 shofars, they allow us to, to work on getting rid of the evil. And the last 10 is the evil of Lashon Hara. So the purpose of the shofar also is to remove the ra, to remove the evil. This is why we're trying to, we blow a certain amount of times to confuse the satan. And this is why the shofar, you should try to be present in the shofar and, and try to remove any kind of klipa. Because remember, we are all very, very good. We have amazing, beautiful souls. But what prevents us from seeing that is these klipot. Klipot are these negative things that come to you when you sin. They cloud your judgment. They don't allow you to see clarity. And all we need to do is break these klipot constantly. The shofar has the ability to remove the ra, to 
to remove the, the, the klipa, to remove the shell. The fruit is there, but there's always a shell covering the fruit. And this is where we all have all of these klipas. That are, it could be a klipa of, of not wanting to pray, a klipa of, of not wanting, all, all kinds of stupidity. But this is not the real self. The real self, this is why in Rosh Hashanah, you, we do Havdalah. Havdalah is separating the person from the act. Extremely important that you should recognize in this day, we want to separate the person from the act. Because if you don't separate the person from the act, just like you want to separate yourself from your thoughts, if you're getting negative thoughts, you are the voice that hears it. You are not the negative thought. So it's an extremely important concept that we separate. Rosh Hashanah is all about alignment, commitment, and separation between ourselves and the, and the thought and, and, and the negativity. Because if I think I'm, the, I'm a bad person, I did bad things. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. That itself will not give you enough uh, leverage to change. And that's what exactly all that the chauffeur could do. All the chauffeur has the ability to, to rip through it. But again, the more you believe in something, the more you'll see the results. Number four, we're all going to see, a, we're all going to have some kind of New Year's resolution. And the key to hit New Year's resolution is, is constantly to make it simpsome. All of us have these hopes, these etc. But like I said before, you have to think big, but act small. I've said this many times. Whatever resolution you're trying to do, the only way to get it is think big, but act small. Whether it's prayer, whether it's this, don't think big and act big. Because when you think big and act big, you don't have the vessel in order to hit that goal. So a lot of times we get excited the job in life is to finish, not to start. Anybody could start. That's the arousal that comes from above. The finishing comes from below. And this is where, whether it's in relationships, etc., you start in a relationship, don't start too hot. You're not going to be able to maintain it. Cool off. Sustainable growth. Whether it's anything in life, you have to finish it out. You're going to get to start this year, but your job is to finish it. By thinking big and acting small. Practical growth over time versus bursts of, of growth. It's not realistic. And that's why we, we don't hit most of the goals. So it's just try to, any New Year's resolution you have, be practical. It doesn't mean be negative. It means be practical. It doesn't mean you're, you're being... It's, the whole point is once you get momentum, that will allow you to have and be able to, to complete these goals. We spoke about the, the crookedness of the heart from the shofar. And now, again, the, another important thing is in, in itself, in the shofar itself, there's a beautiful concept. There's a takia, teru, and takia. Takia represents the blow, the, the single blow, represents the confidence that we get. We need that, that jolt of confidence, but then right, right away you're in teru right after. Teru represents brokenness. So it's very, very normal that you should have, anytime we're starting something, we have that bolt of confidence and then we should, that fall is normal. Don't get discouraged by the falls after you have the rises because that fall is exactly what the Tekiah and Teruah are showing us. Is that the Teruah represents the brokenness. After the brokenness, you, now you need another Tekiah to get you back. But you, you come back much higher. So it's another beautiful message for us also. And this is very hard. It's very hard to, to stay motivated 100% of the time. It's, it's not possible. But get the high and handle the lows well. Ride the highs, but you need to also know how to lose. You need to know how to win, and you need to also know how to lose. Because if you don't know how to lose, you're going to throw in the tank. 
And it's very, very connected to the concept of Shuvarim. Rabbi Nachman says in, Sefer, in, uh, in Lesson 1, Second Half of the Kutaman, that the importance of not that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment for God, not for, not for you. That means any time a person sits and judges another person, he's acting like God. And what happens is, is when we judge others, we automatically get audited. So we're here in Judgment Day. You want to switch the judgment to understanding. It's extremely important to, to go from judgment to, to from, instead of judging, understanding more. Understanding more. Understanding where that comes from. You know, sometimes you walk here, people bump into you, they'll you know, smack you in the head. This is the way that people live. Instead of judging them. Again, judgment belongs to God, not to you. And to the extent that we don't judge people, is the, is the ability that we get judged favorably that you. Because at the end of the day, you're getting judged. But sometimes you get set up in life where they put somebody in front of you and they ask you, what do you think should happen to this guy? This is a lesson from Rachman, from the Baal Shem Tov. And you, basically you're calling your own judgment. So judgment belongs to God. Remove any judgments from you. It's very, very important because that causes a person to be judged completely separately. The way you judge others is the way your creator judges you. So we have to be really, really careful. And the only reason why I would judge somebody else the wrong way is because I don't understand them. And that's because of my own arrogance. So understand more, judge less. If you don't understand the guy, if you're coming to judge him, I tell, right away that's teaching you, you're not, you're not you, you have no idea what the guy's gone through. And then Rosh Hashanah, all we're asking for is a favorable judgment. So we have to ask ourselves, are we aligned with this? We're meeting family members, are we too quick to judge? Very, it's a problem. Because you can't ask to be judged favorably when you're not judging favorably. It doesn't match. You understand? It really doesn't match. It doesn't match consciously. So that's an area where many times I've said this, Tomer Devorah, we can't escape. Rabbi Nachman tells us we cannot escape from difficult family members. It will, you, it's impossible to do it. You're, everybody's in a war. But you have to be able to recognize I have the ability to judge favorably. I will get judged favorably also. Another thing we want to do before Rosh Hashanah, if we can, is we want to give a lot of charity. Charity clears the air. In Breslov here, we give pejorim, we give charity. And that charity also is an exchange of judgment. So charity also, Rabbi Nachman says, is the power to take you from tzedek, which is justice, to hey, tzedakah. That hey sweetens the justice. So believe it or not, giving money for a person to give money is like giving his soul. To try to give some charity. And that charity also creates an arousal from above. If I give charity, that creates an arousal from above. And that gives me mercy. And that's exactly what I need to, we need on these days. is tremendous amount of mercy. And also, when you're, when you're understanding somebody, you're also giving him mercy. And this is why it's normal to have complicated people in your life. The reason why we have complicated people in our lives is only for the sake that we should give them mercy. We should understand them and etc. And that's such an important message because what happens is, is it shows our lack of growth spiritually if we don't understand, if we don't, if we're judging too quickly. That means we're not working on ourselves. And this is why Reb Nelson says, says something very beautiful. It says, The main sin of Adam and Eve was pride. The serpent enticed them with the envy and selfish desire, saying, And you will be like God. All troubles in the world 
stem from this, including the curse of death. Therefore, the main teshuva for the sin of Adam is humility. And who was born on the 25th of Tishrei? On, on the, I'm sorry, the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Adam and Eve were rectifying the arrogance by coming with humility. Or say, just say a person who starts the year poor, be, ends the year rich. Poor doesn't mean poor in money. Poor means not knowing. Like elev- surrendering to God. Not that I know everything, etc. So the whole point is when, you judge, when we're judging people, we think we know everything about the person. We don't know everything about the person. So this is an area where we're very, very careful that this is sometimes where we need to be careful because we're rectifying. Pride was the, was the main sin. In, in Pride was the main sin in the garden. And what happened? Because of pride, we have to come here to rectify it. This is why Tishrei, if you look at Tishrei, the letters are backwards. Tarshach. It's backwards. So our job is to, is to, we come into this world in disorder. We have to bring order in our lives by, by, by putting God in our lives and doing the exact opposite of what the ego does. The ego edges God out. We have to fix it by bringing God into our lives. That means anytime you're successful, anything in your life that's working for you, I've been, God blessed me with this. We put God into the equation. When we put God into the equation, everything we see, is, everything we have is blessed. But when we think, I did it, I did it, my thing, my thing, I want control, etc., we take God out of the picture. And that's the disorder of, of, of Eve. And that's what you have to rectify in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we're, not, we're, we're really surrendering. Surrendering to the, that I'm nobody without God. I'm nothing without God. Without God's help, I will not succeed in this. All I have to do is pray for it. But the minute I think I got it in the bag, I stop praying, we get cold, etc., that's, that's when things get, we become arrogant. We become arrogant, we come, we, we, we come with all these expectations and all these things, and we forget about God. So this is why it's very, very important. When you're going to crown the king, again, a lot of things, emotional control, charity, no judgment, break the chamins from your heart. These are all things that you should contemplate. Again, I can give you a hundred more. But focus on these. I think these are enough to just be positive. Be mindful that you should be extremely positive. This is exactly why, because every Rosh Hashanah, a person can get, get, literally gets a new brain if he's present. And you get a new moach. That's what we come here to Rav Nachman. We get the moach of the moach. So we come with a new, ref- a new energy, a new refreshment, a new way of looking at the world. And usually when we, when we look at the world differently, the world changes based on how we look at it. Have an amazing Rosh Hashanah. May Hashem bless everybody with an amazing year. And again, thank you all for your support. I've been praying for everybody. That you should all, whoever needs a zivug, whoever needs a marriage, whoever needs shalom bayit, money, health, etc. Hashem granted to all of you. We've all made sacrifices in Uman. And we're, we're here just to show you the power of the prayers in, in Uman this year. It's just, it's, it's another level. And we should all, everybody, I have, I have everybody in mind that we should all have unity and love. And everybody should get what their heart desires. Have a great day. Have a great year. Bye-bye.